To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be well and truly aware that when our primary producers do well, the whole country benefits. When our farmers, orchardists and horticulturalists make a decent living, they're able to invest in new capital and clear debt, and that trickles down through our towns and cities. Those selling farm implements, car dealers with the latest utes and farm-to-town cars for the family, boarding schools looking to create their, their roles and inflate them, and the likes of appliance and clothing retailers all reap the benefits of a good harvest. The problem is that for a long time, even with decent payouts, the rate of inflation and rising costs has absorbed a lot of that disposable income. Some in the dairy sector have commented on the excitement of increased payouts due to success in the global dairy auction, only to have their margins smashed with the rising costs. But there is, as you've heard, light at the end of the tunnel. Rural cost inflation has evidently peaked. Input prices across all farm and orchards, excluding livestock costs, dipped from an annual pace of 15.6% in September down to 15.3 in the December quarter. That doesn't sound like a big dip to me, but apparently it's enough to make a huge difference given the debt that some newly established and developing primary producers are facing. That's not to say the picture isn't still a bit grim. At an annual rate of 15.3%, rural cost inflation is more than double the rate a year ago. When you make the comparison of these numbers compared to what they were before the COVID pandemic, the rate before at 1.8% makes today's figures look phenomenal. So where do we go to from here? How does New Zealand diversify further to keep ahead of all the global markets? How does New Zealand's primary produce remain viable without further detriment to the environment, as well as remaining appealing to markets who now look at the carbon miles travelled to get to the Northern Hemisphere supermarket shelves? There will be those listening that remember the early days of deer farming, along with the advent of kiwi fruit in our orchards. So, what next for our primary producers? I feel for anyone with a deep economic link and an intrinsic commitment to the land, rural inflation costs are forecasted to drop dramatically, which will be good news for everyone on the land. The big question is, however, the big question is, how prepared are you to stick at it in the hope that the light at the end of the tunnel isn't an oncoming train? What will the next big primary product be that appeals to everybody nationally and globally staring through the environmental lens and with a spotlight on animal welfare issues, including the distance travelled to foreign markets? With many forestry contractors deciding to pull out of those areas affected by, by Cyclone Gabriel, the question is still valid. What to do next? That's going to be relevant for many. New Zealand will need to keep diversifying. Whatever our primary producers decide to do long-term will have ramifications for us all. ZB. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.